Log Talk Radio. Welcome. I guess um, I've never done one of these hop on and my theme music didn't start, but uh, that's okay. Um, it is the Run to Daylight podcast, and I'm your host, Todd Burrows, at Todd from PA. That's Todd with one D from PA on Twitter. Come say hello. Follow me. If you have any kind of football info on your timeline, I will follow back. So um, I've been a little bit under the weather. We were supposed to do the second variety show yesterday. I had a wedding today that I, I had to attend and there was just no way I was going to be able to do a two-hour show last night feeling the way that I did. Barely made it to the wedding. and started feeling better. I had an antibiotic. Started feeling better as the day uh, progressed, and I'm back home. So um, I figured I'd jump on real quick because I did tape the Dr. Uh, Jeffrey Budoff session earlier yesterday, and... Um, it seemed like a, a, a waste to uh, not get his information out there. He uh, really did a great job week one, and he follows it up again with another really good episode here week two. So that's good. And uh, I just figured that I would also give a little bit of information about uh, what I'm thinking for tomorrow uh, everyone that I've really listened to this week is on the, the two big games, um, New Orleans and New England and Atlanta and Green Bay. And obviously you're going to want to have some pieces of that, and I will have some ownership. I, I, I've picked one of the quarterbacks to go in with pretty heavily in cash, and I've also got him in a decent bit of uh, – ownership in tournaments as well but my number one owned quarterback I, I think the the pivot here is Derek Carr and the Raiders if you look at the actual totals of the games these other games have higher totals but if you look at the implied total for the Raiders it is the second I'm sorry the third highest so right now looking at fantasy labs tool uh, 31.5 for New England, 29.75 for the Falcons, and 28.25 for the Raiders. The Seahawks have 27.75 and Green Bay 26.75. So while the games don't have high totals, these teams do. And I think that we're going to get the Raiders owned, you know, probably almost half of what you're going to find from the players in this game. So Amari Cooper, you know, I, I, I subscribe to a couple different sites and um, ownership. And when you look at the quarterback, Brady is looking like 12, 13%, Rodgers 12%, Ryan 11%, Breeze 11%, Carr 7%, Wilson 5.82 on this one site I'm looking at right now. Um, going back over to Fantasy Labs, there, there, there's information there as well. Same thing, if you go over at the one I've got pulled up, and you look at wide receiver, Julio's got 30% ownership, Jordy, 24, Thomas 16, Baldwin 16, Cooks 
15, and then you got to go all the way down to 8.85 for Amari Cooper. So I think that's a really, really good GPP play. Um, I will have, obviously, some of these other guys in there as well, but I thought that I would give the Raiders. I I like the Raiders better than I like um, Seattle. I feel like Seattle's going to do very well also, uh, but I feel like the Raiders have a tighter window of, of ways that they can put up points and I think especially it looks like they're trying to get Amari Cooper some touchdowns. So I really like the Car Cooper stack. So I'll leave you with that. And I'm going to play the interview. It's about uh, 11 and a half minutes. Dr. Budoff talks about um, David Johnson's injury, Danny Amendola, and one other guy I think it was. <laughs> Still not feeling that good, guys. Sorry about that. So without further ado, here's the interview I did. Hope you guys like it, and we'll see you next week. Please welcome back to the show, Dr. Jeffrey Budoff. Doc, how you doing this week? Living the dream, Todd. How are you? Uh, um, um, anytime I get to get enlightened on injuries by you, uh, it's a good day. So I'm glad to have <laughs> you back on. Um, obviously, the biggest news of week one was the injury to David Johnson. Can you give us any insights into the injury? And talk, even though we know the end result, that they put him on IR with a designation to return, what do you think was the dynamic that was going on where they weren't sure that's what they wanted to do? Well, David Johnson, as you know, injured his wrist. And x-rays were negative and he was diagnosed with a wrist sprain then somebody said he dislocated his wrist now the wrist was not dislocated when the doctors saw him or he would have gone to surgery that night or monday morning so what they probably meant was that they believed the wrist dislocated and then relocated spontaneously and that he now has ligament injuries technically a sprain is a ligament injury but what happened if that is accurate is that what he now has is called a perilunate instability pattern. What that means is, you know, the wrist has got like eight small bones and the central bone is called the lunate. And that's sort of the cornerstone of the wrist, the stable central pillar, if you will. Um, grossly oversimplifying it. Basically, if you have the ligaments around the lunate bone torn, that's a problem. Now, the other thing it could have been, which is very rare, which is where all those bones slide off the forearm, that would be career-threatening, and he would, they'd be talking about him as maybe hopefully coming back next year. They're not doing that, so I'm going to go with the perilunate instability pattern. What that means is that the small bones of the wrist have had the ligaments, the restraining tissue, torn. So if you rip two chicken bones apart, the thing you're ripping, those are the ligaments that were previously holding those two chicken bones together. So, Okay. So with the perilunate instability or wrist instability, if it was you or me or most people, we would have surgery fairly soon, and we do that to try to minimize the risk of arthritis in the future and future problems. But, you know, in the NFL, to play ball, you really don't need those ligaments. I mean, a lot of these NFL players play on knees with cartilage missing that you and I would have trouble walking on. They have a high pain threshold. That's how they got there in the first place. So they made it to the NFL through all this. 
Anyway, so they don't really need those ligaments. And a reasonable way to handle this, not the way he chose, but a reasonable way is to just calm it down the cast for a few weeks, let him play if he can, and then fix it after the season. Now, that does risk arthritis and decreased function in the future, but many professional athletes accept that. Uh, and you can see that later on. Now, he didn't choose that route. He was probably advised to minimize future problems and have it fixed. And that's obviously another very, very reasonable way to go. And that's what most people would have done. Now, once you fix it, you can use these days screws and things that are all inside the wrist. And you don't need to have wires sticking out of the wrist. So you can play in a cast. So if you played linebacker, he would probably be suiting up in two days. I mean, you can play and take the contacts and stuff in a cast, and, you know, casts are fiberglass these days. They're very strong. And Marco Murray had a hand injury. He had a fracture, and he played well in a cast a couple of years ago. Now, he might be an outlier. You know, many ball carriers and ball handlers will sit out. Obviously, a quarterback would be out, and a lot of running backs would sit because it's difficult to be effective. Uh, holding onto the ball when you're hit, you know, you have a greater chance of fumbling it. You can't switch it between hands. You need to carry it in one hand if you're running. Say it's your left wrist and you run to the right. Now it's exposed to linebackers trying to get it. And you only really have one hand to hold onto it with. It's harder to pass block. It's obviously a lot harder to catch a ball, which is a big part of David Johnson's game. And for most, it's not worth it. So basically, a large part of his going on IR and not playing is a quote-unquote football decision. Now, they gave him a timeline of two to three months. And being he's on IR, he can come back at the earliest week 10, which is about nine weeks after the injury. So, I mean, if he feels like he can do it and his coaching feels like he can do it, then he can play. Remember, medically, he can play this Sunday in a cast. So it's really just a matter of effectiveness. Now, I have him in one of my leagues. And I'm holding him because to get him back in week 10 or even week 11 or 12 for a playoff push and a playoff run, you know, that would be helpful. So uh, he, his coming back is really a matter of how effective he can be. He might start out in a splint, which is obviously less encumbering than a cast. Uh, just sort of depends on what he had to have fixed and how he's responding. How, how long do you think he'll be in a cast or is that kind of a moving target? I mean, I've written articles on this. I can get real technical, but, I mean, suffice it to say, it depends what's torn and depends what they fix. Um, Depends how they fix it. You know, they have, they're called headless screws. They're screws that don't have heads in them, so they're completely buried in bone. Except for a little piece sticking out that you can take out the screwdriver when you want to take them out, probably after the season. But they're like a cast on the inside. They hold those bones pretty good. Now, you'd obviously want to supplement them with an external cast. But the earliest would be six weeks where he could get into a splint and then start practicing, um, you know, working on his uh, ball skills. So basically, basically, if I might interrupt, um, we think when he's ready, you know, designated, ready to return, you, you think there's a pretty good chance he'll be ready to play. Uh, well, it's it's not a medical issue. You know, medically, again, if he played linebacker or 
cornerback, you know, defensive back, you, he could be out there this weekend. So it's not a medical question. The question is how effective he will be handling the ball and catching the ball. And it's, that's a football thing, and it's really tough for me to answer. But if he can play in a splint, he could be out there by week 10. That would not shock me if they play more conservative or, you know, he has other issues there and the risk that I'm not aware of. It could be a little bit longer, but he should be able to get back if he's effective. Yeah, I, I agree with you. If I owned David Johnson in a season-long league, I would be holding him. Let's look at a couple other players for this week. Danny Amendola's had an injury history, and now he's got a concussion. I know there are a lot of factors that go into concussions, but not only could he miss this week, he could, he could miss a couple weeks, correct? Yeah, well, he has a concussion and a knee injury. I looked. I could not find a diagnosis for the knee, so I will assume, and you know what happens when you assume, but I'll have to assume it's a mild sprain. Otherwise, it would have been probably reported with a diagnosis. Uh, he didn't practice Wednesday. He didn't practice Thursday. You know, technically he's questionable, but I would be I think he's definitely on the more doubtful side of questionable this Sunday. I mean, there's a good chance he misses Sunday. Uh, you know, concussions aren't like orthopedic injuries. They're all different. Uh, no two are quite alike. Some people will make the analogy to a snowflake. I, I don't know if they're quite all that unique, but the thing is, you just got to sort of play it as it lays, if you will, and just see how he does. And following his practice reports, he's probably the best indicator. I mean, it's Friday morning still, and I don't have the injury reports for today. I mean, the uh, practice reports for today. If he doesn't practice today, it's I would over. assume he's not playing. Yeah, with concussions, if they don't uh, play on Friday... It's very rare for them to be cleared for Sunday. The last guy I want to get your thoughts on is Danny Woodhead. He had that hamstring injury that kept him out of camp. He tried to play on it. He was looking really good. I played him in DFS. He had three catches for 30-something yards, and then he pulled up lame. Hearing all sorts of reports from anywhere from four weeks to now you're hearing even 10 weeks, but they haven't put him on IR yet. Um, what's your best guess on when we'll see Danny Woodhead again? I think they did put him on on IR yesterday, didn't they? I'm pretty sure they did. Let me look. Um, I missed that. Yeah, I think I think they did. I think I remember reading that. Anyway, um, Danny Woodhead, 32-year-old running back, had an ACL reconstruction after tearing it early last year. And then in preseason, he injured his hamstring. So this is the same hamstring. This is not just while well, he went out there and tweaked it. This is a recurrence from the preseason. And usually, not always, but the, the majority of times when you re-aggravate a pre-existing injury that you just got back to playing on, it's worse than the initial injury. Uh, based on what I've read and what I've heard, this would be you know a significant hamstring injury, grade three, and that's usually six to eight weeks, and that's consistent with the timeline. I read somebody said four to six weeks. That seems optimistic to me. Uh, you know, especially these speed backs, these receiving backs, they, they don't play so effectively with leg soft tissue injuries, not like somebody like Leonard Fournette that just runs downhill. He's got a break to the outside, and 
have some, you know, juice to him to get past the linebacker. I would definitely think he's on the longer end of the timeline. Again, he was, I think he was placed on week 10, if you found that. If you can yeah, I did. I looked it up, and he was placed on IR. You're right. So it looks like you're not going to see him until then. Um, and I also, uh, to finish up the, the segment, I looked, and I just saw that Danny Amendola is not going to play this week, and he remains sidelined at Friday's practice. So that's yeah, I'm gonna, not surprised. Yeah, no. And that's going to do it for our segment with Dr. Jeff. Um, Dr. Jeffrey Budoff, um, you can check him out on Twitter. Why don't you give people your Twitter handle? Oh, it's at Jeff Budoff, J-E-F-F-B-U-D-O-F-F. All right. And, Doc, I appreciate you, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir.
see as devastating to me as your dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction? Yes, I mean, if the unit's performance or lack thereof has left you frustrated. See, I never saw your unit. I gave you your chance, and you didn't deliver. Ma'am, you're upset. I'm upset. I'm upset that you will never, ever know what it's like to sit on a hot, sweaty summer night, let that unit blow its glorious bounty all over your face. Whoa! You think after the shit you put me through that 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 that, that I I called just so you could talk dirty to me? I gave you a one-time free hall pass for sex, good sex, hot sex. I I, I, I fucking roofied myself. You're confused. That makes two of us because I don't know what kind of asshole acts like an asshole and don't actually come time to be an asshole. Walks away like a total asshole, making me look like an even bigger asshole for offering some big ass asshole asshole sex in the first place. What kind of asshole are you? <laughs> Dude, you are so high. I didn't do nothing, but I, I did something totally small. I sent her a couple hundred bucks for Rose and a kick ass phone. Short, you stand. No big deal. Did you call her? No, she didn't. Especially these women. They have a way of getting into our head, man. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to give you some fresh perspective. Listen to me. This girl, getting a hunch, she's built for destruction. Time to let her go. Maybe get some, you know, just let her go. Move on. I love her, Tank. I care more about this girl than I do myself, and you will, you will never understand this. New to me. She said she wants to be friends. You know what? I'll give her a friend. I'll be the best goddamn friend she ever had. 